Opinions and ideas expressed in the following Moraine Valley Broadcast Channel recording are those of its creators and do not represent the views of Moraine Valley Community College. Hello, Moraine Valley Community College. My name is Hanin Chita, and this is the class of Chemistry 132-160. Let's introduce ourselves. I'm Hanin, and I'll be your host for today. Let's go around and introduce ourselves. My name is Jake. His name is Jake Doyle. My name is Rafael Lopez. My name is Adrian. And I'm Patty. These are our experts, per se, of our topic. So let's begin. The topic of our research project is the effect of human pollution of ocean water with elemental plant nutrients on the coral reefs. This is an issue that's very important to us in our group because we care a great deal about the environment and we want nothing but the best for the environment. And as research will show, this is an issue that affects us as humans. Um, in order to see the importance of this pressing environmental disaster, let's start with the basics right off the bat. Patty, why don't you take us away? What is nitrogen? Nitrogen is an elemental form of matter on the periodic table. It is actually one of the most abundant elements in the human body, including carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, calcium, and phosphorus. And this is not just limited to the human body. Most organisms require nitrogen because it plays such a fundamental role in several vital necessary to sustain life, such as proteins, nucleic acids, and others. The funny thing is, though, nitrogen exists all around in the air that we breathe, but our bodies cannot process it in its most common form, which is a gaseous state. It is when very small animals called prokaryotes convert the, convert the nitrogen in the air to the nitrogen we need in a Compatible nutrient. The process is actually very fascinating and deserves to be talked about in further depth. I defer to you, Jake. The first step in the process, which is called ammonification, when the small organisms called prokaryotes take the nitrogen that is in the air and convert it into NH3 in a reduction reaction where nitrogen is oxidized and oxygen is reduced. And this is done at night because the enzyme they use to catalyze the reaction that cannot function in the presence of oxygen. Then the next step in the process is called nitrification. It is a two-step process in which ultimately results in the oxidation of ammonia or ammonium into nitrate. The first part of nitrification involves another oxidation reaction and a reduction reaction. In the former reaction, either alkali is oxidized to hydroxylamine. This reaction is run by an enzyme called monooxygenase. In the reduction reaction in which the hydroxylamine is converted into nitrate, this reaction is run by another enzyme called hydroxylamine oxyductase. The second part of nitrification is where nitrate is formed by nitrite bonding with oxygen. Sorry about that. That must have been a mouthful. Yeah, it definitely was. <laughs> the next step will be the denitrification, where the shotgun marriage of oxidation with NO3 and 10 electrons will be forced to become NO2. This usually when living organisms bite the dust, so to speak. Thanks, guys, for that very scientific example. And that is Charlie Brown, how the nitrogen cycle works, which is vital to the way we live. I mean, that's cool, nice, fine and dandy and all, but, but so what? How is it affecting the world's oceans? I'm glad you asked, because that will be coming to you right this minute. Um, Jake, why don't you take us away to help break down the problem? Sure, no problem. As you can see, the problems arises with the modern agricultural practices, where when crops are irrigated with plant nutrient supplements or fertilizers, 
on their crops treated in order to increase yield. Unfortunately, due to improper fertilization management, a certain amount runoffs into the water supply. As you can see, this is the cause of our problem. As research from the University of Sheffield demonstrates, the investigation reveals that an increase of nitrogen in the water does aid in the photosynthesis, but it also leads to the dissolving of the coral reefs. The coral reef needs to form a calcium carbonate structure, but when nitrogen is dissolved into the water, it increases the photosynthesis, which requires carbon dioxide from the water supply and means they're taking carbon from the coral reef so it's going to be dissolved more quickly than it's going to be able to be repaired. Uh-oh, Houston, we have a problem. Patty, I know you recently just came back from a special trip that involves the issue. Do you want to explain a little for us? So I went on the marine biology trip here at Marine Valley. We went to Belize to do our own research, decided a topic, and did research on it for a week. I did this topic about the nitrogen and ammonia levels in the ocean and how it contributes to the coral reef and if the increasing temperatures in the ocean are contributing to that also. And from the research that I found, I, co I collected water samples from uh, unhealthy coral areas and healthy coral areas to see if there was any distinctive numbers, changes, anything that I can see. So, Patty, what did you find? What's the data? What's spill the tea. What's spill the tea. <laughs> um, so what I found was that in the unhealthy coral areas, you could really see that the water samples were showing high numbers of ammonia where there should have been lower numbers. And I had actually my teacher, when she went on dives deeper, mm -hmm. uh, closer to healthier coral areas, she took samples for me. And there you could definitely see that the levels of nitrogen and ammonia are perfect. They aren't high, the corals are doing their job, the zooxanthellae on the corals are doing their job, everything is great. But in the areas that I was diving in, you could see that the there are bleached coral, there's not as much fish around, there's, it's very, it looks like it's dying, you can tell. So I have a question, then does that mean like, lower down it's cooler so like there's not a contribution to excess heat down would you say yeah, like so what's you, the reason yeah, for it to so be you better could say that um the deeper down you go it's cooler and it's easier for the organisms to do their job and also um the ocean takes in a lot of the heat and it stays up at the top and the nitrogen cycle and stuff happening a lot of it is sitting at the top so mm -hmm. it yeah it slowly goes down because i feel like we were so close to the top of the water there were higher amounts than as mm -hmm. if i went deeper and grabbed a water sample but we were snorkeling in areas that weren't really deep yeah you could go down under the water and i tried to go as deep as i could to see if there was kind of any changes but there were still very high amounts of ammonia in those areas are the coral reefs located closer to the top or the bottom? So they're located at the bottom. They can be in areas of shallow. They can be in areas of deep. Do they it, prefer like one or the other? Or? No, it kind of just depends where a coral reef starts to grow. Mm -hmm. So like there will be a little patch starting and then from there it'll continue to grow and expand and wherever the depth is at it, you know. We were in a lot of areas that were shallower, uh, just snorkeling and 
there were a couple people that had their diving license so they were able to go into deeper areas and Mm -hmm. kind of see down there and you can kind of tell from their footage that there was a lot of healthier more color more fish there was a lot more going on than Mm -hmm. you know where we were at what did you say the ph of the water where you were testing with the bleach coral resource ph for that a lot of the ph was closer to eight so basically we're in big trouble since yes, the ph we, is have above yeah if we don't um do something about pollution and increase in temperatures mm-hmm. a lot of the coral is going to continue to die it's getting past the point of no return a coral skeleton is starting to fall apart and we can't do any, anything about it and it's happening all over the world where we're getting a lot of heat patches and a lot of the hurricanes and stuff is kind of a good thing for the reefs because it's bringing in colder cool temperatures, water, yeah. cool water. So it's saving a lot of those reefs. The planet's trying to help, help itself, itself yeah. but, you know, it's well, causing us harm. Where are the reefs um, mostly located? Is it, it on the coast of, like, Yeah, any? like the Caribbean oh, in okay. Australia. A lot of the areas closer to the equator where it's warmer. It's where it tends yeah, to Yeah, like... but it's, it's getting too hot to this point. Oh, okay. So that was, we, that was my research. I came back and I wrote a paper on it and it, it made me sad because from reading about it and seeing it, I could kind of understand and, you know, it made me upset, but really going there and seeing yeah, it in I person imagine. and doing the data. like There's a it, color difference, isn't yeah, there, between is, the reefs? Yeah, so I definitely, a lot of the pictures I took, the corals were lighter in color. They you should definitely show me. I want to see. Oh, for sure. They they aren't as, like, wow. It Vibrant. isn't a wow factor. Like, if you go on Google and Google coral, coral you're yeah. going to see purples and blues and yeah. greens and a lot of that I feel like is photoshopped at this point because now that's it's not, not what it looks like that's it's, so sad it's sad it's, it is really which is sad. mainly because like what we all talked about today is the issue with the nitrogen pollution from yeah. runoff of fertilizer and i think we like we need to discuss like yeah solutions. and nitrogen affects us too we yes we need it but if it's just sitting in the air no in large using, amounts no yeah. use it's, it's causing harm and the ocean absorbs most yeah. of the things from so the air like there. carbon dioxide which is not what our topic's about but it does yeah, go hand in yes, hand with course, each other of course so yeah, like we can see that there's a definite issue. What Patty saw in your trip to Belize, we, you definitely saw an issue. And I think we need to start considering that we need to start protecting the coral reefs because it prevents, it provides like protection for us as humans. Like it protects the erosion of the coast that like a lot of people live on the coast. You know, it's a beach life, but of the course, coral reefs protect against the erosion of it. It's also a source of commerce because it's like it provides a lot of fish in the area because coral fish like yeah they like a lot live. of people yeah. rely on the on the reefs so rely on them feeding them exactly, and protecting yeah. them and there's a lot of tourism. There are various solutions that we should put into practice. The federal government has the means to create these solutions. One of them is by creating an effective policing method to reduce our current amount of pollution. For example, the government can heavily fine those that fail to follow current or future rules against pollution, like we did to enforce emission standards on cars and on the output of smokestacks. Specifically, farmers that excessively use fertilizers should be heavily fined. If action is not taken to reduce pollution levels, the ocean temperature and nitrogen concentration levels will continue to increase, which will have catastrophic effects all over the world. This could lead to better agricultural practices, which can help protect the quality of our world's ocean. This has been a very informative talk about the issue of coral reef deterioration and the nitrogen cycle, and we thank all of you for listening today. Thank you, and I hope you all have a good day.